Welcome to the expert. Do that over again. Yeah. I forgot that the three was like the intro. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert. My name is Brannon, and I am the expert. I'm Ashlyn, and I am the betrayed. And I'm Kobe, and I'm the addicted. All right, so let's jump right in, you guys. Totally. Today's topic um, is really important. What we're talking about is what happens or what to do when the addicted relapses. And so I think the first thing that we really need to do is understand what is a relapse. And um, Kobe, I don't know if you want to speak to that. Yeah, I, I can I can speak plenty to that, actually, <laughs> as, it, as, it, as it were. So um, relapse for me um, was comprised of like many things. Um, it could have been um, acting out, having inappropriate conversations with, with anybody else, uh, whether that's text, phone call, uh, you know, anything of that nature. Um, it could have been looking at porn, but also could have been um, looking at just pr- really provocative pictures on, for instance, say Facebook, right, or right. online. Uh-huh. Um, it could have been um, masturbation to climax, but it could have been self-soothing as well. And self-soothing, just to be really clear, that's that's essentially masturbation without climax. Is how I've defined it. Right. Um, and 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 that's. Um, a lot of times, guys that 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 I that I talk to will talk about getting right up to that point of climax and then and then and then not and and that was how I would operate mm-hmm. too, was self soothe but just not to climax but get right close to that edge and, and in that case intention, um, really looking back on it now in, in recovery, intention was really the, the 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 way that I could I could say that was a relapse even though the climax didn't take place right like so like I had a guy in group the other day say. Um, I I don't know if I had a relapse. I I half-turbated. <laughs> what is half-turbating? Right? Awesome. I, I don't know. What is that? But, well, according to him, it it was enough that he he did enough to not relapse, so he didn't have to pay the consequences ah, of relapse. And, right. Um, I think I think we can get really hung up on definitions. And, yeah. But what you just said is spot on, Kobe. It's about intent. Um, the opposite of addiction is connection. And uh, transparency and openness. Mm. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't. Does it really matter if you saw? And I hope this doesn't trigger our audience too much. But if you saw a woman in bikini, a bikini that you're looking at online and lusting, or that she had her top off. Mm-hmm. So according to that, therefore, it's a relapse. Does that really change it? Um, Super an, good point. Another interesting thing is everybody has their own what we call arousal template, and so. The things that you're describing of like hopping on Facebook or inappropriate conversations, um, another guy could have a conversation with a woman at work and it's not a big deal and it doesn't affect him and it's not acting out in any way. For you, that's different because your arousal template is about that connection. It's about that that emotional mm. yep. connection. And for so sure. that's for you, that's more of a relapse. For sure. And, and I would say on that note, because I wasn't actually defining that very specifically that could be, or that was, I mean, my first affair was an emotional affair. And so seeking that connection in as much as there might not be a, a thought of, of lust or a, um, a meaning lusting after the individual. So exactly could be that. Right. You were lusting, you were lusting after the relationship. I mean, you're, you're taking yourself yeah. into a, to a place that wasn't reality with those yes. relationships. And so, so for saying. you, for you, that was acting out. For mm-hmm. you, that was a relapse. Totally. Now, other guys I work with act out in other ways. Mm-hmm. That um, 
and so their boundaries and their definitions might be a little bit different. One interesting thing, if you go to essay, mm-hmm. they have a definition for relapse. Do you, do you know what that is? I don't remember what it is. Um, it is no sex with um, anybody but your spouse, including no Self. sex with yourself, and a progressive victory over lust. And I, I like that definition mm-hmm. for essay. I like the progressive victory over lust part. Um, but that also opens up the door for a little bit of gray area and it get, can be kind of confusing. What is a progressive victory over lust? Mm. Um, you know, is it, is it beating your triggers? Is it not allowing yourself to be triggered at all? Which is impossible. Yeah. That's not real sobriety. You know, but what is that progressive victory over lust? So what do you that's, think? I mean, I mean for, for me, it was a matter of being, um, being mindful enough in the moment to identify when that threshold has been crossed, like that line's been crossed. And that took a lot of a lot of real like focus and mindfulness of where knowing what my template was, mm-hmm. right? But also just saying, okay, this is line in the sand. And and I guess really by creating bottom lines, mm-hmm. boundaries for me, that that made me more aware on a on a higher cognitive level, like real time level, to say this is a bottom line. Oh, I, I'm I'm not gonna go there. Where otherwise, had I not had that boundary and been aware of that boundary and had to account that boundary like every day, then I would have just totally like crossed it. The bottom lines help a ton because what they do is that they they give you a gauge as to whether or not you're allowing yourself to go into denial. Mm -hmm. And and, and if you're going into that denial, then you're definitely moving toward relapse or you are relapsing. And, you know, we we get so hung up on on the the, the actual act Mm-hmm. And um, the the level of denial is really what's what's doing you a lot of harm, is doing your relationship a lot of harm. Mm-hmm. And so when you're able to identify that and say, look, I'm allowing myself to justify, to rationalize, to minimize things, like I'm not in a good place, yeah. and my spouse isn't safe either. And blame, and, I think. Oh, that's when you go to blame. One one of the most famous <laughs> forms of denial. So, yeah, yeah. Which I did for fourteen years. Well, yeah, most years. most. So, so, okay, so maybe we've confused everybody more about what relapse is, Uh Um, but hopefully they're they're starting to think in their head like, okay, what is a relapse for me, Uh right? And so the next question, Kobe, is what do you do when you relapse? So, I mean, for me, um, it would be, because when I would relapse, it would be um, a very isolated experience, meaning I would be emotionally disconnected. And I would be very emotionally isolated, and sometimes even physically isolated. And and so, um, in years past, before I started recovery, it would take sometimes days for me to finally work up the the courage to actually tell Ashlyn. And and since starting recovery, um, thirty two months ago, I had my first relapse six seven weeks ago. And so we instituted a rule and, and we knew this going forward. We said, okay, if, if there's going to be a relapse and I've got to disclose in 24 hours right. and I've got to just say, this is exactly what it is. And, and not only, not only saying this is what happened, but I, I, for me, part of it, and this is maybe a little bit of a tangent off of relapse, but defining, okay, what were the, what was the environment, the, the environment and the emotional state that I was in that led to that. So we can tighten up boundaries to prevent that. Future. And that to, to, to prevent that in future, but also to kind of reinstitute some safety for myself and also for Ashlyn. So it was well, kind of like and a comprehensive discussion. To be honest, discussion. after however many minutes, 29 months mm-hmm. that it was, 
knowing that from the start when he told me to hear, okay, these are what emotions I was feeling. This is, you know, I could still, I had to process through it, but it gave me something instead of just going off on my right head and creating a reality. Well, what, what you're, what you're seeing out of him is that, look, he had a relapse, but he's actually like doing his own work. He's, he's looking at it and saying, okay, something needs to shift, change. I need to learn from this. I need to grow. Not just, I had a relapse. Let me Mm -hmm. dump that on you and move on. So, totally. and, and I guess the other part of it, what I do in relapse, what I also did too, was within that 24 hours, I, I, I that gave me time. And I think the 24 hours is, was really important for me to be able to process it, to think through, again, the environment, the emotional state that I was in, what stressors, what, what emotional stressors were really the catalyst behind this and how I um, was ignorant to, blind to, or numb to the boundaries that I had put in place. And, but but I think what's also important too that to, to know is I knew going into this like disclosing to Ashlyn that I had to be um, I had to, to share and I had to allow her time to process and I had to allow her to go through the range of emotions so I knew that I I, I had to do nothing but just disclose it and let her feel and just be quiet right right yeah and just I'm so sorry this happened but let her feel because historically I would get defensive. If she reacted negatively, well, who's not going to act negatively? Right. Who's the betrayed? Right. Maybe or, that's the now what not to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, here, you know, to, in order to overcome a relapse, uh, there, there's this fallacy, there's this belief that that an addict will have is, what I need to do is is I need to come come out with it to my wife, yeah. and if she's okay, and if she hears it, then we can move on in life and everything's okay. <laughs> and and the reality is is. Um, she's not she's not the judge of your recovery she, she's not your shame resiliency she's not your worth you don't get your worth from her not my rescuer yeah and so and think about it you're going to her telling her something that's very hurtful and yeah. painful and waiting for her to show up for you in that moment yeah and 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 that's not fair to her um, she needs to be able to feel whatever she feels mm-hmm. when you disclose relapse to her. The reason you disclose relapse to a wife, now this is really important, the reason you do it is so that you can maintain trust and integrity and honesty in your relationship. The reason it's the reason isn't so that you can somehow confess your sin or repent mm-hmm. for what you've done. So um, well, one thing I want to say about how to handle a relapse, um, Brené Brown, she nails it in terms of shame resiliency. So um, she talks about shame resiliency and there's three things. There's courage, compassion, and connection. And so after an addict relapses, they're in a ton of shame. Yeah. They need to get out of shame. Yeah. And so what they need is to find courage, to open up and like get honest and Mm -hmm. face what is. Um, They need to have self-compassion, do self-care. They need to take care of themselves, not beat themselves up. And then they need to get connection and accountability. And oftentimes they go to their wife for that connection and accountability. Sometimes it's healthy, sometimes it's not, but they need connection somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so... And, and I would also add to that too, after this last, after the relapse, it, I, I disclosed to Ashton, which was the hardest, absolutely the hardest, most, most gut-wrenching part of the whole process. But I, I also disclosed to my sponsor. Mm-hmm. And so we set up a time... And we talk, and it was a lengthy talk and discussion about 
um, not about my failure, but just really the emotional state that we were in and really kind of like, okay, let, 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 let's look at the big picture here because it was like one relapse in 29 months. I would have, if you would have told me that that would have happened, you know, two years ago, I'd have been like, you're, you're probably smoking something. Right. 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 Because six months, going six months seemed like winning the Powerball. Like, <laughs> right. it was like the same thing. Right. So it was, it was good to get so perspective. So look at the big picture. Look at the big right. picture, get some perspective, tighten up bottom lines, evaluate what, what the environment was. But also it was, it was a matter, I mean, the principle of being accountable, um, it allowed me um, to more fully slough the shame. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So now I want to ask Ashlyn for you in terms of his disclosure, what works and what doesn't work? I, I don't know that I'm the expert like you, but actually I think you are. I think you've been through it yeah. enough. <laughs> no, but um, so here's the thing. Kobe, like he said, he only re- has relapsed once in 29 months. And so I hadn't really tested that out Mm -hmm. and we hadn't been able to use all the skills that we have been taught Mm -hmm. until a few you know weeks ago and so I remember going into it thinking gosh I could have done this better I could have reacted more with empathy and love because look he's coming to me right he's doing what we want and what we've learned but then that hurt is there and so it's really confusing but uh, for me it was okay not yelling like okay. my past <laughs> my past was like attack right because and i would name call i would um bring back bring up the past it was you know i've had a lot of the wives i, I work with throw m&ms at their husbands i don't know why m&ms, M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> they must be like by the bed times. or something yeah, yes because <laughs> anything bigger than a golf ball means a hospital visit <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> No, I haven't um, thrown anything at him yet. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. (laughs) No, but for me, it was, I did react with some hurt and anger, uh, but very, very different from in years past. Right. Um, So for me, that was like, okay, I'm winning. I'm having a win right now, even though I'm still not doing what I would hope. Right. Um, But but I do want to say this, having hurt and anger when he's done something that is basically cheating on you. Yeah, yeah uh, totally betrayal. Right? That is a good thing for the relationship. Yeah. Right? It's a, if you're apathetic of like, oh, well, whatever, that's scary for the relationship. That's a super yeah. bad indicator for sure. Yeah. And so there, there's no such thing as should feel. Like, that, yeah. like you should have empathy and feel love and appreciate what he's... No, you felt hurt and angry and right. that's okay. Right. That's, right? Yes. Um, yeah. So, okay, so... I think that's one of the first steps, Ashlyn, is what you're saying is, is I think beforehand understand to allow yourself to feel whatever you're going to feel. But what you're talking about is regulating your emotions, is you didn't yell, you didn't throw things, you listened, but you still felt that. Right. right. Well, and for me, I my personality, I have to take time to process, like Kobe said, and he understood that. So I actually, I did leave the house after a little bit and I just went out by myself and just let myself feel and process. And it was, you know, we were still interacting, but not on that connected level. But it took me probably two days Mm -hmm. before I said, okay, I'm ready to talk about this. And these are the the positives that I've found in this. And here's Mm -hmm. exactly what I feel. That's perfect, Ashlyn. So so what what I'm hearing you say is, is you took space and you took time to take care of yourself. Yeah. And 
and and so what what's not helpful is if you amp up in your fear cycle and try to control him or force him into doing certain things so that you do feel safer what I'm hearing you say is is you you looked at what was in your control and what you could do and took care of yourself and that's that's key to yeah. when, when a relapse happens and it felt different than yeah. in the past where I withheld things from him and it was this punishment resentment yes. punishment passive aggressiveness all those things don't work that well to take because they're not taking care of you you're you're communicating in an unhealthy way to try to get him to somehow change or fix it right rather than what you did so she did awesome with this and 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 like she said it was a big stark contrast to how things used to be and um and but but i will tell you this too what i didn't do was pour uh fuel on the fire in in the disclosure Mm -hmm. like i like i used to and I think that also probably helped help that as well. And that's not like, hey, good good job, Kobe. Let me put myself in the pack. But I was talking with the guy yesterday who said he disclosed. And then his wife's like, how do you do this? And he just felt attacked. He felt hurt. And so his walls went up and he was in shame. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't taking responsibility, but he was blaming. And, and he wasn't empathetic right. for her. And in my experience in, in, in this one, but also vicariously with working well, on the listen, guys. Listen to what you just said real quick, though. So he relapsed, he goes to her, and then he blames her. Yeah. Like, and, and then wants and her to connect to him. that's how it was for most of our marriage. 14 and a half years, right. for sure. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys a secret. That doesn't create safety no. in a relationship. <laughs> no. no. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wasn't safe and I wasn't trusted for 14 and a half years, really for a lot longer than that because I didn't, as soon as we started specialized recovery, I, didn't, I wasn't safe. It took, it took a long time before we realized, oh, maybe, maybe I'm more safe than I used to be based right. upon my actions but in this particular case being able to give Ashlyn and this is for all you know all the addicted who are listening it's like give give your partner your spouse opportunity to process and think without saying anything in defense so important just give them time to because because that empathy will open multiple doors to accelerate the healing process from that particular betrayal so so important and so hard because <laughs> Because you're, vul- sure. you're vulnerable. Yeah. Like you just you just opened up and shared something really shameful and hard. Yeah. And then you're giving her space to process. Right. And it's it's difficult, but that so, that's high level recovery. I will say, Kobe. At that time, he mentioned he reached out to his sponsor. He also reached out to our past therapist and um, his group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he was doing that part. Right. I also reached out to my shame partner and our therapist, saying. You know, this Excellent. is where I'm at, so that I didn't get stuck in making those mountains out of molehills. Absolutely, support is critical at at, at this juncture, right? Mm-hmm. That you're both reaching out outside of each other and saying, "Here, like, I need to process this. Right. I need to work through it. Help me see this or that." But so the right people. <laughs> it's got to be healthy people who who actually support you. Right. Awesome. Yeah, I, I want to just make a couple points about about relapse here. Um, one is. You want, you want maximum return out of every relapse. So relapse is, is a great opportunity in recovery. So I'm not telling anyone to go out and relapse <laughs> right. right now. Um, but really, the, it's, it's growth. You can look at it and say, or, or, or relapses can just be wasted. You can have a relapse and not really process and understand and grow from it. Mm-hmm. And then you'll probably relapse again. Yeah, on the heels, like, like a case of the efforts, like, right there at least to a second and a third or a binge again or whatever and it is. again yeah. yeah so so you want to 
um, not plan on relapse. And this goes both for the addicted and the betrayed. Mm -hmm. You don't want to plan on relapse, but you do want to prepare for it. Yeah. So, so beforehand say, okay, how's it going to be handled? These are my boundaries around relapse. This right. is what I'll do. This is what I'll need. So you can expect this if it does happen. Yeah. Um, and, and so you, you prepare for it. Yeah. And, and, you know, the question I get all the time is, so do I, do I have to just accept that he's going to relapse for the rest of our life? What, what do you guys think about that? That's what we were kind of told going into this. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's, he's going to relapse, so be prepared. And that sent me into that um, worrying about the future. Mm-hmm. And so I honestly, I think both of us switched to, no, we're not going to live with that. It may happen, like you right. said, and we'll plan for it and we'll learn the skills, but I'm living for Today We're focus on and today. Focusing on today. I'm gonna, I've got dailies I've got to do. I've got boundaries I've got to keep, and I've got to be mindful of those. And I really think, though, that was key for us, Brandon. That was key for us to to live in today, to live in the moment, because I had so many things to be mindful of, and they weren't worrisome. Right. It just all of a sudden I had to be more mindful. Right. Yeah. And that paid so many dividends. You guys are nailing it. I mean, this is spot on. In that I I know I know that you could go the rest of your life and not relapse again. I believe that, and um, but that doesn't really matter. What matters is that you're not going to relapse today. Yeah. That you and Ashlyn, you guys are are together and working together today. Sure. So why do we need to worry about the future and what's going to happen? And you can stay sober for the rest of your life, and that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Now, will it happen for sure? Who knows, right? So I think that's a good that's a good outlook on it. Yeah. Well, it's it's one we have. Yeah. <laughs> it's, right. it's one that we have. But but I, and, and just in the last little last little tidbit, I know that we're we're just wrapping up. But for me, going back to your comment of maximizing every relapse, for me that was really evaluating what were the current stressors. So for me, I was doing trauma therapy from when I was a kid. Yes. And and I had we had peeled back scabs that I had buried for decades. Right. And and so we weren't prepared for that. So I guess tidbits in, in future for any addict or any, any of the betrayed who's listening to this is to say, always being aware of, of, of um, any new stressors, any new emotional um, you know roller coasters that you might be on, whether it be therapy or a new job or some kind of life transition, you always have to make sure that you can put together uh, maybe additional boundaries or take extra measures, not a lot, just to make sure that you're aware of that till you can adjust to your new norm absolutely whatever that is and, and what you're describing is um you know when you take a relapse autopsy i'll, I'll ask my guys what was your trigger and they'll say well i was alone in a hotel room with a tv it was the tv and that i'll say and i'll say what's your what was your trigger like and they'll look at me like what are you talking about yeah and you you, you dig down and it's like well I'm, I'm stressed at work i was disconnected from my wife i and, and then we got to look at okay, how can you learn how to tolerate that pain and just sit in that pain? Mm. Because that's your relapse prevention. Yeah, for sure. Um, just unplugging that TV in the in the hotel room, that's a good thing, but that's not the issue here. Yeah. And what you can learn from this is how how to regulate your emotions better and what are those emotions, Yeah, right? To be sure. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, um, if anything in, in this episode has resonated with you, we invite you to share this because you never know who's going to be out there in this exact place needing help to know what to do if the addicted relapses. So please share this podcast. and um, You can find our info in the description of this podcast. All right. See you guys.